Okay, everybody, we are back. We haven't <laughs> podcasted in a while, so uh, we thought we'd actually do a really cool one. Um, so, Sarah, why don't you tell everybody hi and, and don't type so loud so they can hear you. Oh, for crying out loud. I need to just get a manicure, get my nails cut down. There's like a... There's hi, like, everybody. This like, is my two seconds of talking time. Hi. There, there was like a... a Opera singing bull running through Sarah's house earlier. So, um, oh, um, as I was you can tell, for Hurricane Sarah. It wasn't Hurricane Sarah. Yeah, Hurricane Sarah took me out. It's, it feels a little insensitive now that Hurricane Harvey actually did yeah. hurt people. So we won't we won't like go into how Hurricane yeah. Sarah um, yes. sort of destroyed me for a few days. Oh, um, stop. Yeah, Frankie, we get it. We're we were live. Like you know, there's a process that sort of needs to go. We we tape these. Um, there's a little bit of accounting in the first two to three minutes, um, and so sometimes that bothers people. But most people who do this often or or watch this often understand what's going on. So uh, just some accounting things. Um, we have new signups that are happening uh, to each perform, and so. The, the point of today is to walk people through, and I think this is going to be a good refresher for a lot of people that um, have, you know, been doing Eat to Perform for a while to, as just sort of a reminder of how the, the phases work and why Eat to Perform is actually much more effective than virtually any other system out there. Um, including all the dieting systems that we rail against nonstop, right? Because, you know, the one thing that dieting uh, doesn't really focus on is sort of praise upon you. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of people right now that, that uh, you know, the summer is, is, has happened to them, you know. They've been to Dairy Queen. Yeah. They know the monthly flavor. Like, I, I, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, July, like July was uh, Blondie, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, August was the triple truffle month, right? So, you mm -hmm. know, part we, we have Culver's here. Hey, do you have a Culver's? Yeah, we got Culver's. Oh, yeah. Culver's is way, way more indulgent. It, it, yes. Frozen custard? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit, uh, it's a little too... It's like a cold creme brulee, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit too indulgent for my taste, but uh, especially um, like the butter, bur especially the butter burgers. Um, I'm on muscle gain. Yeah, <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. Um, the uh, how's the workouts coming with that whole muscle gain part? <laughs> right, you got Actually, the raw materials, I'm but are you using them? Right. I'm so sore. I'm supposed to go back to do that. Um, a sumo deadlift day, but yeah. I'm still so sore from the hack squat day. I don't yeah. know if I should do it. So I'll maybe we could talk about that. But um, yeah. so so in so there, there's a couple things that we're going to really talk about it a lot and put out a lot of uh, you know messages related to this. But with the free week tr two week trial all summer long, we we, we kind of did a challenge, but but not really um, right. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a few prizes early on. Um, starting September fifteenth, we'll have the challenge, 
Um, we This is the first time in, with a free trial that we've ever offered a training template. So, um, and that training template is the same tra training template that Sarah's talking about right now. But um, I actually had the same thing going on that, that you were going on. Um, mm -hmm. And so I ended up taking a rest day. Um, and that helped a lot, you know. Though I have yeah, to say, like, my, my stress response from, like, the previous day's work wasn't great. Um, uh -huh. I did try to go heavy, you know, heavier on my front squats. Um, and, uh, I just, you know, I just was not feeling, you know, a hundred percent that day. So that uh -huh. workout, I, I ended up doing it, but I ended up like my front squats. I actually went higher on the weight, but I lowered the reps a little bit. And then Not I, the high, high five. yeah, and then I did three, three point five or three times five, and then sumo yeah. the week before I did three twenty five. This week I did two seventy five, and then um, you know the Bulgarian split squats. I did them unweighted. All yeah. right, so um, so I wanted to just kind of you know walk people through you know, their goals, right? And so, so it's real simple, you know, if you're, you're dieting, right? Like, like what we do with Eat to Perform is coaching, right? We're coaching you through your various goals and your goals should be changing over and over and over again. So pretty much a gerbil should be able to write a spreadsheet that's just mm -hmm. like eat four carrots, eat a palm of chicken. And you know what I mean? Like that's not difficult. You know, right. um, you know, you just say to someone, hey, starve and suck it up, you know, and if you're hungry, you know, drink more water, chew some gum, um, you know, all the things that you can find at virtually any eating disorder site out there. Right. That's what a lot right. of people buy when they buy these expensive coaching programs because they're dealing with bodybuilders and these types of folks that, you know, uh, that's sort of their their kind of way of doing things. We deal with more of a, a mass population. We, we assume that people want to eat ice cream occasionally or drink wine occasionally. Uh, and they, they still want to see goals and progress along the way. So let's just start from where most people start. So we, you know, we, um, we actually upped our capacity. So we, we mm -hmm. will be able to take on a few more people than we did. Just in case you don't know. Um, we sell out within hours typically, you know, and so, uh, we did, we are going to try and, 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 and space it out, you know, taking 300 people a day. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, when we do that, you know, it's going to happen like really quickly. Like we're going to sell out each day in like 30, 30 seconds or I'm sorry, 30 minutes. Um, so feels like 30 seconds. Yeah. So the good majority of people are going to come in and their goal is going to be fat loss. And, you know, I just want to kind of explain the differences between what we do and what other, you know, diet sites do, you know, especially macro sites, right? Because mm -hmm. in general, most macro sites are not really working with a lot of information from you. They're just, hey, you, you want to eat? First of all, they don't know what you're eating. We start right there. We start with the baseline plan. 
and um, we work from that baseline plan. We don't naturally assume that you were drinking Mountain Dew and and you know eating Snickers nonstop and and uh, right. you know just having an irresponsible way of doing things. But but let's say that you did, right? right. Um, if you did, you will lose a fair amount of weight relatively quickly, right? right? So so if if you've been relatively irresponsible, you know, during the summer, you want to clean things up, that's awesome. But what we do for you that's a lot better than every other program out there is we're going to walk you through how to not be in the same damn position next September, right? Right. And so, so you know, um, and, and let's be real, you know, sometimes you're, you're just going to have to, you know, um, account for some things like for myself, um, you know, I'm not necessarily going to go full on fat loss, but you know, I'll mm -hmm. probably lower my macros a little bit. Uh, it's going to be really difficult though right now. I, I don't, I, I, I really, this program, I, yeah, yeah, I really, you know, the mm -hmm. program that we're doing and the program that we'll be giving you guys, you know, you're going to see right off the bat that like, you're going to need food to recover, yeah. right? It's it's probably yeah. harder than anything that you've done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if, yeah. if your goal is to lean out, if your goal is to put on lean mass, you know, while losing fat, this is going to be, be a real plus for you. But you might find mm -hmm. that you need more food to recover, um, yeah in that process. So keep that in mind. We do expect thousands of people doing this, right? Um, I think right. there's going to be a lot of people out there. You know, one of the things that's a, a little bit of an advantage, we have we have a number of, of um, people that, you know, myself, I took the level one. Um, there's, there's about half the staff took level yeah, one. I did. And so, mm -hmm. so um, what we're doing with this program and actually some CrossFit gyms out there are going to implement, you know, the hypertrophy cycles that are built into this plan. So it, you don't have to go to a global gym to do this. You, you can't, there will be modifications so right. you can, you can, you know, fit it into yeah. the program that you are doing now. Um, so fat loss. Okay. So let's start there. A lot of people are going to come in fat loss. We get it. You know, Dairy Queen, barbecues, graduation parties, all the things that derail a lot of folks, you know, yeah. and and they're like, oh, my God, I've got to lose weight. So um, they come in and fat loss. And then you go, this is, this is actually a difference between what we do now and what we used to do, right? right. So the way you perform works is you have – two cycles. You have basically fat loss. There's, there's technically three cycles, but, but the good majority of people, you know, it's a very small amount of people that want to do muscle gain. Muscle gain right. is basically you need to gain weight. Right? right. And so a lot of people signing up on September 5th, they're not signing up to gain weight. But if you are, right. we do have a very good solution for you. Um, but what we're really going to focus on are the two phases, which is fat loss and recomp. And so, um, fat loss, as an example, is something that we walk you through 
and we'll start you off at the baseline plan. And so if you were overeating and overeating that baseline plan, then you will probably pretty aggressively lose weight um, right off the bat. And one of the things that we see more often than not is that the people that just start off doing the plan, let's stop there, okay? Eat Perform is a coaching service, okay? So if you're wanting to be coached, the basic expectation is that you're going to do the plan. And then you go, well, Paul, but what if I'm uncomfortable? What if I'm scared? What if I don't want to do the plan? Don't sign up. Right? Like it's a coaching program. And so, so what we're doing is giving you the chance to, to join up. And so if you think that, that, you know, um, if you're just going to try and put us in the same boat that every other dieting plan that you've ever been on, you know, it's, it's just not, it's just not a good fit. I mean, people have been following us for, for years and months and, and all these different types of things. We're very open about what we do and how we do it. We show you plans, Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no other program does that. No other program says, hey, here's what this person's eating. You know, um, and we don't have everybody at obscene um, numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, are at relatively reasonable numbers. But it is it is the obscene people that people want to see the most, because, you know, right. when you look at Rachel, as an example, you know, oh, she's yeah. abbed up eating, you know, close to 500 grams of carbs and she's really fueling her workouts. And that's, that's really, you know, the emphasis of what we're trying to do. And so, uh, another big piece in fat loss, okay. Of how we do it, that really differs from what everyone else does. Right. So, so, you know, the basic assumption, you know, they don't know what you're eating. So all they do is say eat as little as possible right and it's like well yeah but that's gonna make me uncomfortable too bad i don't really know how much you eat so we're gonna we're gonna you know here's your four carrots here's your three almonds and here's your palm full of chicken right right forget this meal replacement yeah and oh by yeah and oh by the way give me give me 575 dollars for three months right that's right so we have a plan that basically allows you to kind of acclimate to what we do. And then as you hit the goals, we have an app, you know, we have a web app that really allows coaches to follow um, the, you know, your progress. And as you hit those goals, um, one of the big things that differentiates us is that as you hit the goals, you actually get more food, right? That is a big contradiction to what every other plan out there does. And truthfully, you know, the, there's a lot of people say that they have science backing what they do. There really is no science. that The science actually says the opposite, right? The science says mm-hmm. that as you diet, it negatively affects your thyroid. It negatively affects your hormone balance. It negatively affects your sleep. It negatively affects your workouts. Right. So what we do is every time you hit a goal, right, we're trying to positively affect your um, all those things. Right. And so instead of, you know, what 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 really is a big differentiator between us and them is that if you're eating twelve hundred calories and you can't lose weight, then they just bring you to eight hundred calories. Right. Right. And then you're like, oh, my God, how did I end up with an eating disorder? Well, I know how. Right. 
They didn't know how much yeah. you were eating in the first place. And then when, when, you know, when you ask for help, the only solution that they have is the same solution that any gerbil can do. Like any gerbil, when a gerbil is thirsty, it just drinks the water. Right? So so they're they're just like I'm so glad people can see you. You're not mannerism. Yeah. You're not you're not losing weight? Gerbil gerbil solution, right? Lower <laughs> lower the lower the calories, you know. Um it's it's the most idiotic thing ever. And the best part about it is is that it doesn't work and no everybody knows it doesn't work. Now a lot of people will say, but wait a second, I did lose a lot of weight. Yeah, but did you lose fat? Right? Right. Because, you know, that's really what we're talking about. I mean, yeah, you can lose weight, you know, doing something like Weight Watchers or Slim Fast or something of that nature, or even some of the, like, the really expensive programs. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be necessarily muscle preserving. And let's say that you got your plan from a bodybuilder that, that sold you that plan for $600 for three months. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bodybuilders aren't particularly honest about how they walk around on a daily basis, right? right? So, totally. so yeah, you're yeah. aiming, you're aiming similar to a bodybuilder for stage prep type of stuff, right? right? But that's not the way that normal people want to live. Normal people no. would like to actually eat like a human being, you know, have regular right. meals. And by the way, it should be understood that we're talking about mostly whole foods. But of course, when we're talking about carbohydrates, we're really looking at starches, right? Um, and so a lot of times people will say, well, is it to form low fat or is it low carb? We're neither, right? We're pro-calorie. And so we're going to really push you, you know, to a point where you're seeing the most progress with the least amount of intervention. Now, I'm going to simplify that by saying we want you to get lose the most weight without the most hurt. Right. Right. So when you think about, you know, um, rather than us just randomly. And I'm just trying to think of what the baseline plan. I think the baseline plan for females is right around 1700 calories. um, And for males, it's right around 2200 calories. And then as you hit the goals, you get, you know, incrementally more food. Um, So that brings to the question, Okay, well, what happens when I stall? Right. Um, do you just take away my food at that point? No. What we assume is that, you know, um, well, let, let me just back up for just a second. Um, with the way that we do it improves sleep, improves hormone function, improves all the negative things, right? <laughs> no hair loss. You don't lose your cycle, right? I mean, and everybody listening to this is like, oh my God, I didn't realize those two things were connected. Right. But why do you think that so many women are going for hair replacement now? That wasn't necessarily happening in the 1950s because, you know, I mean, there's an interesting thing, you know, as it relates to to when dieting happened. Right. So you can pretty much point to the exact time when dieting happened. It was 1963 when Weight Watchers started. And when Weight Watchers started, it didn't start off like like, a you know, just blew everybody away. Weight Watchers really didn't catch steam until the 1970s. But when you look at all the negatives as it relates to diet, and so there was no shortage of people trying to parrot what Weight Watchers does, right? And so so Zone, Zone happened, I believe it was 1976, but I might be off on the date. 
Um, but but paleo diets, you know, paleo diets, flushes, detoxes, all this other type of stuff. Less, 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 right? We know the answer at this point. We know right. that the answer is that you end up with less muscle. You end up with bunches of dysfunctions as it relates to bodily processes. And when you look at the Etherform emphasis on not dieting, that is why, right? And so, so a lot of the problems that you would normally have with a diet, right? So let's say that let's say that your your goal was lose ten to fifteen pounds. Right. What I am actually saying to you is that you are more likely to lose 10 to 15 pounds if you're sleeping. You are more right. more likely to lose 10 to 15 pounds if you can get to the gym regularly. You are more likely to lose 10 to 15 pounds when you have a coach that isn't just giving you the gerbil solution of lowering your plan drastically. Right. So that brings us to what happens when I stall. So, so now you've lost your 10 to 15 pounds, right? And we do, you know, I will say this. The people that come in to eat to perform, um, whether they were under eating or overeating, tend to really make massive progress because it never cons they never really considered the, the aspects that I was just talking about. Right. They never considered that they have a sleeping problem. They never considered the fact. And so some of those some of the correcting those things, you know, can be a little bit of an issue. I think one of the things that happens for a lot of people that start eat perform now is that the majority of the people that will 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 start off um, will, uh, you know, be the result of friends and family. And mm -hmm. so. You know, their friends and family are going to say to them, are you doing the plan? And then, you know, if they're not doing the plan, say, well, look, you know, you might want to cancel because they're going to make you do the plan, you know. And and that's, you know, that's something that we've become very good at, you know, since the, the app has started. And I don't really think that any program out there that doesn't have an app that they 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 just don't have the information at the tip of their fingers like the way that we do. The way that we can take your data and manipulate it to get you the results is is it, there's nothing like this, right? right. Um, and people are recognizing it and that's why we sell out within minutes, right? So, so now you're 10 to 15 pounds. Typical gerbil solution would be, well, let's go lower, you know, and hey, let's see if you can eat zero. And you go, well, you know, zero, that sounds ridiculous. Why would anyone even say zero? Oh, you think so? Because there's a lot of people will tell you that if, you, if you're not seeing success now, maybe you should just not eat for a day. It's called intermittent right. fasting, yeah. right? We see it every day. We see it every day. Yeah. People and so, so, so basically what happens is, you know, um, well, one the way that I like to describe it is like killing a cockroach with a nuclear bomb, you know? Um, I mean, you want to lose 20 pounds and you kill a cockroach with a nuclear bomb because you don't realize that there's anything else out there, right? You right. naturally assume, you naturally default to logic and go, well, clearly I was eating too much and now I'm eating 1,200 calories. Well, you know, this gerbil over here says I need to eat less, so I'm going to eat less. And if the gerbil now says I need to eat, you know, one day... Clearly the gerbil's right. 
right? Because the gerbil's jacked, you know? Only problem is that the gerbil ain't doing it. <laughs> the gerbil is actually eating normal, right? And so the diet industry is the gerbil here, right? The mm -hmm. majority of trainers that are telling you to do ketogenic diets and telling you to do all this other stuff, they do not do this, right? Right. They are right. eating an adequate amount for what they do, right? So what we do at that point is once you stall anywhere from two to four weeks, we move you to a recomp cycle. And so let me explain to you how a recomp cycle works because there's, you know, sometimes it can be confusing because what happens for most people is like um, they have kind of these wishes, right? And they think that we're genies and we're not genies, right? right. We can't grant wishes, you know? And so we have to have a plan for how you do things. And so our plan is basically that when you stall, we move you to a cycle where you're really focused on muscle building and really focus on work capacity at that point in time. And this is actually, you know, over the course of Eat to Perform, you're going to spend a lot more time in recomp than you will in fat loss. And I'll explain yeah. why once we talk about fat loss after the recomp cycle. So how we basically set the recomp cycle is typically three pounds from where you are at that moment. So let's say that you've lost 15 pounds during the first fat loss cycle and you're stalled and you've been stalled for three weeks. And each form coach is going to move you to a recomp cycle. And how the recomp cycle works is we basically bump your weight goal and it's pretty much works for everybody. I mean, whether yeah. you're 300 pounds or whether you're 112 pounds, you know, this formula, it, you know, gets tweaked by coaches here and there, but in general, it's pretty standard, right? So we'll move you up three pounds. So it allows for um, a number of, of, of goal hits relatively quickly. So the concept that most people are familiar with is called reverse dieting. If you're Weight Watchers, you know, you know that they, you know, they try to normalize you very slowly. Um, and no one ever gets there. No one ever gets to the point where they feel like they're eating normal. And so they always end up like cheating and feeling guilty about cheating. And then they go to the meeting and it's like, oh my God, you know, I, it was my anniversary and I decided to eat, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, recomp cycles and, and the thing that, that I think is going to become the norm for, well, I don't, honestly, I don't know what the hell is going to become the norm for dieting because it's all right. fucked up anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, like most of these people don't have any idea what you're doing. They don't have your numbers in place. They're not looking at your MyFitnessPal and they have no idea what's going on. Like for, to have that level of service is very expensive and you still get the gerbil solution, right? They're just going to talk to you constantly. Well, here's your sodium. Drink more water. If you get hungry, have popcorn. If you get hungry, more often than not, drink even more water, but I'm peeing all the time. Maybe you should go to gum, right? And then if you go to any eating disorder site around there, it will tell you all these things. It's it's like so sick, you know? Anyway, that's, I don't want to get <laughs> lost on that tangent. But as we move you to recomp, the goal of recomp is for you to still see progress, okay? But it's set for you to hit the goal 
10 times, okay? And sometimes we have to make some adjustments for you for you to do it, right? But once again, you know, it's one of these things. So, so let's say that you lost 15 pounds and your wish was to lose 40 pounds, right? Right. Um, and you see, hey, Paul, you raised my weight goal three pounds. I want to, I got this wish that I want to lose 40 pounds. I'm like, well, we can handle the 40 pound thing, but we need to do it with the process that we have. So every single time that you hit a goal, our system brings your weight down 0.3, right? So let's say that, that, you know, as an example, let's say that you're, you start off at 195, you lose 15 pounds and you're at 180. We move you to 183. And by the time you hit 10 goals, which happens relatively quickly for a lot of people, it happens, happens in like 10 to 14 days. Right. Yeah. You're back at the goal weight that you were in fat loss. Right. But the mm-hmm. emphasis is now more on, you know, the the process of of doing and sleeping and and, you know, making your 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 gym experience more efficient. Um, so it sort of begs the question, but but could I hit 17 goals? And yes. Right. Like that is actually what happens. I mean, a great example um, is someone that we featured and we're probably going to feature this weekend is Lynn Brown. Lynn Brown in a fat loss cycle, I think hit like 30 goals. Right. You know, so that means that that she lost somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60 pounds. And then in the process of that. Right. With a few adjustments here and there. Right. That's the whole point of coaching. Um. She then moved to recomp and then she hit a bunch of goals there. You know, so, right. so, you know, she's been, and actually she got some amazing news this week. You know, um, the, oh, yeah. you know, there's always these stats, you know, that, yes. that frankly, I, I just, I don't know that they're super helpful, but um, she mm-hmm. got moved to the more healthy, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on the positive, but she, she yeah. got moved to the more healthy group. Right. Which was a a goal for her. And I'm really happy that that she hit that goal. But she's affected her her, um, you know, her health very positively Mm -hmm. by, you know, I mean, yeah, it's awesome that she's lost so much weight, but it's much Mm -hmm. more awesome that she's become, you know, like this really fit human being. So then you go, well, okay. So this all sounds awesome, right? Um, and th- there seems to be this really great plan in place. But what if I go to my Nana's and she cooks that great banana bread and then we have like three bottles of wine and my weight's up, right? What happens at that point? Well, first of all, you know, life should be lived like that, right? Right, right. And more often than not, there's going to be two things that happen. One, when most people have no idea what their normal calories should look like, right? If you saw what we saw on a daily basis, it would blow your mind. And, and right. obviously, you know, we're, we're, we publish all of our plans, you know, whenever we highlight, because we feel like that's the best way to tell our story, 
right? And right. so you're like, oh my goodness, you know, this person, you know, runs marathons. I run marathons, but there's no way I could eat that much. Why not? You don't know. You don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this allows you to find out where your body operates optimally, right? right? Does that mean that, you know, once you get back to that 180 number, that you won't go up to 182, 183 on occasionally? No, because sometimes you go to Disneyland. Sometimes you go to Dairy Queen for two months straight, right? Like there's different right. things that, that come on. You know, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like this is a confession, right? Like, and by the way, if you guys want to know what the, the flavor at Dairy Queen is in September, it's pumpkin spice. Um, anyway, anyway, so, but the point, the point being is, is that, a lot of the ways that dieting sort of preys on people, it's almost as if it's like an addiction, right? And so when you think of the basis of addiction, addiction is really simple, you know, is you're using whatever it is, you know, and, and I know that like there's food anonymous and stuff like this. And, 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 and certainly, you know, I want to tread on this water real lightly because I think that there probably are, you know, people that will struggle with this type of thing. But I think the, well, what I'm talking about is the masses of people, right, that don't really understand how they're supposed to be eating on a normal basis. And then they use dieting the same way that you would use a drug or the same way that you use an alcohol, right? To, to have control over a situation that's become uncontrollable, right? So when you go, well, what is Eat to Perform really teaching me? We're really teaching you how to not diet. We're teaching you how your body wants to exist. Now, does that mean that we don't make changes every now and again and we won't change your food? I mean, we don't really know what your sweet spot is. We don't really know where your calories are going to be. And so we move things back and forth. And so I think if if you're someone that likes that level of control and really wants to tap into that, you know, dieting drug nonstop, the temptation is mm-hmm. going to be really high because you you may or may not be comfortable with what your body actually needs for fuel, right? Right. And so, you know, we help you through that process because it's we're the only program doing it, you know. And so it's, it's really, I mean, when I say we're the only program doing it, I mean, there's a lot of strength and conditioning coaches that that write nutrition programs for people there's a lot of sports nutritionists that have been doing this for years right the only difference between what we do at eat perform is we are really focused on the general population and frankly the dieting industry has confused the hell out of all of you guys right i mean one weekend time puts out that carbs are bad and then the next weekend time puts out that wine is good wine's a carb right um ironically yeah. ironically it does get processed as a fat but that's another discussion for another day let's not talk about my wine ultimately what we're really trying to teach you is have a much better understanding of how your body works and why it works that way right and we coach right. you through that process because you know i mean on the one hand right you have the gerbil approach you know lower 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 you know um and and that's uncomfortable, okay? Right. But it's also uncomfortable when you're 
you know you need to play the long game, but you don't want to, right? You right. want you want absolutely you want the problem solved as quickly as possible. But let me just tell you this: the science backs up. If you're plateaued, you have to normalize. Okay, so that's why we built that in, and that's why that's the majority of what our program is. And so even mm -hmm. our coaches you know, are, are on top of, you know, the, the top end of things, right? We're, we're not trying to, um, you know, at the end of the day, our goal, especially in recomp is to keep people, um, weight stable. And we're as good at that. I mean, I would argue that there's nobody on the planet better than eight form coaches at doing that one particular thing. Right. Oh, yeah. And it is really the way that ultimately you're going to see the most success long term. And one of the things that I think is sort of interesting that we talk a lot about in our group coaching calls um, is a lot of times people put a number. Right. And that number, mm -hmm. you know, is let's say the number is 129. And at 129, mm -hmm. when you were, you know, 24 years old. You were 17.2%. If you put on four pounds of muscle, right, your number changed to 133. But if in your head you need to be at 129, you're going to find that to be very uncomfortable. And you're never going to get to the point where you're fully expressing your potential as a human being. Because when you guys look at us, you look at us as like this new way of doing fat loss and yes it's a much better way of doing it we are trying to slow you down we're trying to you know make you a little bit more patient we're trying to give you a little bit of understanding um but when i look at my job and when i look at expressing my jobs to you guys i think of aging i think of health i think of mental oh, yeah. health right and I'm just going to tell you that the gerbil approach, right, that's charging you $575 for three months, they, they don't care. They don't care about your mental health the way that we do, right? They're right. just selling you something that's very easy to sell you because you are in a vulnerable position, right? And so we will often say to someone that's in that vulnerable position, go get help. Right. And right. if your plan, if you if you are in that position and your plan doesn't tell you to go get help, they're not doing you the kind of service that you need to be done for you. Right. So now let's talk about recomp, because obviously, if you follow me to perform at all, you know that that, you know, we've got some women eating 500 grams of carbs and calories at thirty two hundred thirty five hundred calories. You know, a lot of these gals are eating a lot more than, than many men out there. Um, we've got men, you know, eating 4,500 to 5,000 optimal body composition. You know, we posted Chris Newell, right? Chris Newell, for someone that has lost as much weight as he has, you know, now don't get us wrong, right? Like we're eat to perform. We're really focusing you on the performance part. So I'm going to end on, 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 on that note. But what I'm going to say right now is really simple, right? So who do you think has more success getting someone to a deficit? 
If I have Rachel, who we featured on the main page, at 3,400 calories, right, and we want to move to a fat loss cycle, which Rachel's like out there going, I am not moving to a fat loss cycle, oh, buddy, no, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but who's going to be more successful, right? Let's say that, that you know, we wanted to, you know, a, uh, Rachel to lose, um, you know, 1.5 pounds a week, right? So 750 calories. It's much easier to take 750 calories away from 3,400 than it is to take away from 1,600, right? And that's the problem that you guys have and that's the problem you guys face over and over and that's why you're getting worse and not better, right? You would be getting better if you actually understood your, your requirements. So let's even assume, right? So, so in a case like Rachel, where her, her calorie requirements are higher, there's a lot of people that have these beliefs about what their re calorie requirements are that are wrong, right? We can prove you wrong. If you're weight stable, if you're working out, if you're sleeping, all these different things at, say, 25, 2600 calories, you're better than you were previous to that, right? So there's a lot of preconceived notions so I see a lot of people that get focused on like one or two pounds, right? But remember the wish person that wanted to lose 40 pounds, okay? Yeah. If we can get the wish person at 3,300 calories and then we can slash seven, 750 from those 33, not only does she get fat loss really quickly, right? But she's going to see a dramatic response, Right. Yeah. And that's the problem that most dieting programs have. They lead you down this path where you get ultimately nowhere, you know. And so if you really want to you know, get full expression on who you're supposed to be, if you really want right. to lose 40 pounds and not blow through 25 pounds of muscle, you have to do that slowly. Right. And I'm speaking from experience here. Right. And so. The, the person that wants to lose 40 pounds, when they, they go through the fat loss cycle, they lose the 15 pounds, they move to recomp for anywhere from three to six months, right? And then they come back and they hit it. And by the way, you know, it's sort of up to the client how long they want that process to be. But the longer you can do that process, the more your body becomes acclimated to having a healthy metabolism, to working out. In that process, you're putting on muscle, you're improving hormone function. These are, you know, all this bullshit science about starving is just that. It's bullshit. It's not true. The, the body is not supposed to be starving, right? I mean, right. there's a book that I'm reading right now called The Hour Between um, Dog and Wolf. And it was so interesting because I fully expected him to totally get it wrong. Right. I fully expected it because the book is about um, it's written by a person that used to be a trader and now he's a microbiologist. And I was fully expecting him to not understand the needs for the brain as it relates to carbohydrates. Right. So as a poker player, you know, I, I knew a lot of traders. You know, I was actually right. I, I was actually interviewed to be a trader for like three days um and was like oh, wow. and was like nah you know i'm out <laughs> um but but you know in my poker days i saw a lot of people 
move to ketogenic dieting and well actually i did i that that's interesting because yeah. i w- wasn't even putting two and two together but in 2006 you know i was seeing myself on tv a lot and so i ended up doing tim ferris's slow carb diet right and yeah. in that process my sleep got worse i di- wasn't even able to participate in the 2000 because you like see me you know, I, I came in like top 100 in 2006 and I didn't participate in 2007. And then 2008, guess what happened? I started eating again and came in top 120 at that point. Right. Um, and, and actually, you know, ended up 10th in one of the preliminary events. So, um, so it's something that, that, you know, when, the book started talking about the needs for glucose for the brain and how that sets up, you know, this hormonal response. If you get a chance and if you're interested in how your body responds to stress related to risk, but really stress related to anything, I would recommend it. You know, I think it is a, is a good book for that. So I think I've walked everybody through the process. It's not going to stop people from saying, wow, this is confusing. This is frustrating because guess what? It is frustrating. If you've ever met a bodybuilder that's trying to become Mr. Universe, the first thing he will tell you is it's the most frustrating thing he's ever done and ever will do. If you talk to a professional athlete, talk to LeBron James and ask LeBron James how he gets better. It's really frustrating. You know, it's really confusing, you know, but that is how you get better. So I'm going to end on this note because we need to really talk about that piece as well, because there's a lot of people that, you know, and we really need a hashtag for it. I was trying to come up with a good acronym, right? Um, But there was really no good acronym for it. And I'm going to, like I do, you know, as I'm going to point out my personal instance, my personal instance where I was, you know, involved in this type of scenario. So basically what it is, is, you know, how to know when you're just fucking around, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) so we need a good, let's see, how to know when you're just fucking around. Okay. So, so I lost what everybody is aware of a hundred pounds in roughly about two years. But, but truthfully, you know, my real fitness journey, you know, uh, the first year was just sort of quit eating like a moron, start eating more whole foods. Right. And that would, that's what got me to 185 and kind of low 22%. Um, but then I got the the newbie gains from weightlifting, which I had not done previous to that, right? And I had joined right. CrossFit and pretty much, you know, I mean, when I walked into CrossFit. so much. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could get those newbies. But actually, I'll oh, talk. PR, another PR. No, no, no. I'll talk about that because actually you can get newbie gains back. I'll tell you what, how in just a second. Um, and actually, you're kind of doing it. Um but but there's some things that that you probably need to eliminate before you can kind of get to that next level. So you remember I'm a delicate flower. Don't you forget that. So so I was 149 pounds, right? Um, 
I started off at 250 and my goal was to be, you know, single digit body fat. And I got there, right? Um, and uh, the thing about it was there was no rainbows there. There was no unicorns. I was expecting like a field of gold. <laughs> you know? Oh um, my God, I can't And I can't say that I was unhappy with the look in the mirror, but as most, yeah, one, one friend asked me if I had cancer, right? Oh my God. Um, and my wife gave me the worst one. She's like, I'm just being honest with you. You kind of look like a 13 year old, you know? Um, oh. she didn't say it exactly like that, but that's what she said. She's like, you I'm so just, proud of Vicky for being honest like she's, that. she's like, I, she's like, I'm really happy for your accomplishment. Um, but I think, you know, um, I don't know if this is where you want to end up, right? She said it much nicer than I just said, but I truncated it for the, <laughs> for the audience, right? So, so um, to get to, uh, in the process of going from 162, so, so as most people know, I joined CrossFit and I put on 15 pounds of muscle. I also lost, you know, what was roughly 13 pounds. So that's a, that's a monster shift right? That's, that's newbie gains going nuts, right? But the difference between why I was able to shift things 30 pounds and other people don't, I was eating 5,000 calories and they don't. And you go, wow, you know, what was your training program? A lot. I worked out a lot, you know? Um, and frankly, I was sort of burnt out on working out at that point. And so that's when my just fucking around phase started to happen, right? And so, so basically, you know, when I got to 149, that was sort of the last push. That was actually, you know, I've talked about this in articles and stuff like this, but it always, yeah. fe it always feels like I need to reiterate this a little bit just so everybody understands the full picture. Um, I did end up going down to roughly 2,500 calories, maybe 2,200 calories, um, I remember that it was not lower than 2000 calories, um, to get like the last, you know, five pounds. Um, and you know, but I, I was sitting at 155 the good majority of the time. Um, after that, my goal was to gain muscle and, um, even more muscle than I recently gained, which, you know, there's a lot of trainers listening to this that maybe understand body fat or maybe don't, but they're like, yeah, you probably didn't gain muscle. And that's exactly, I didn't gain, I didn't gain another pound of muscle for probably two years. I had sort of exhausted what, you know, I needed to do, but I needed to sort of build back up my will. Right. And so I'd mm -hmm. earned the right to just fuck around for a while, you know? And right. when I went to, you know, CrossFit, you know, I, you know, was top 10 on the board. You know, I was, I, you know, my deadlift started to really go up, you know, into the low 400s. But I was just, I, you know, I wasn't really focused. I thought I was focused on getting better, but all I was really focused on was just showing up at CrossFit. Um, right. And fucking around. And yeah, and and um and and so so when I say this, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. I think there should be periods of fucking around. I think there should be periods where 
you're not so focused on a goal that then allows you to focus on another goal. So after about a year and a half, you know, I was bound to determine to put on, on muscle at that point and get stronger. And I did. Um, I didn't end up putting on a lot of muscle at that point, but I was able to put on more muscle. I'm not going to really go into that because it's not necessary, but basically when you train for strength and you're training at relatively low reps, you're not going to put on muscle. You're basically just changing the muscle, right? So, you know, instead of like this, this, you know, um, kind of oxygenated muscle, you're really moving to more, you know, slow, uh, fast twitch, you know, tight fibers, things of that nature. It's, it, right. it's literally another two hour podcast that would bore the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, but, but it wasn't like I added muscle mass, but I changed muscle mass. And in that process, I really didn't, you know, focus on hypertrophy the way that a lot of good, um, power lifters do, you know, at that point, my CNS was just, you know, worn out. And in that process, you know, um, I was trying to gain weight, right? I was trying to get into um, roughly about the same weight that I weigh now, right? About 180. Um, and uh, it was a little frustrating to not put on muscle. But once I moved to a hypertrophy phase, you know, my deadlift had moved to 500. My, my squat had moved to 350. I was hanging around strong people. So I put on about 10 pounds of muscle at the time after that period. I did end up going to CrossFit, changed my CrossFit experience um, dramatically, you know, because um, in the process of just basically, you know, get to 149 or die, right? I was lucky that I didn't die, you know? Um, a lot of people do get hurt. A lot of people do get hurt in that scenario. Um, the, the advantage that I had is that I already knew at that point that I need to eat. And I think that a lot of people are getting not great service when they're being told to not eat in the beginning because they're going to get sick and they're going to get hurt. Um, and so, uh, I got stronger, earned another fuck around time. Right. Um, did go through various fat loss cycles and things of this nature. But like I said, right now I'm roughly 180, you know? Um, and in that probably I'd say a year and a half, you know, where I was still working out and I was still doing things that were, were positive. Um, I've moved to a much bigger hypertrophy cycle, which is the the cycle that we'll be giving to people when they sign up for the free trial. Um, and immediately I've noticed changes. Like like today, you know, I met with my wife uh, for coffee and I was like, you got to feel these, you know, and I'm having her like, you know, hold on to my lats. You know, because the blood is like pumped in the lats. And I, you know, even when I was training, doing more hypertrophy training, I was never doing this, you know. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, today's today's rep scheme, I think, had 600 reps in it, you know. Um, You know what? That's crazy. 
crazy that you're doing that math because I, if I did that math, I might walk back out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, basically, like, look at the medley that we do, right? So the med, yes. the medley yes. alone medley. is four times. I love that. Right, it's four yeah. times. It's one. Yeah. One. Four times at ninety reps. That's three hundred and sixty yep. reps, right? Um, that's just one of the five exercises, right? So, yeah. so you know, doing that sort of muscle damage that allows for, and I, I can tell you right now, I and mean, one of the things that's really interesting about um, about dieting cycles and the things that you lose, you know, one thing a lot of people don't realize about bodybuilding is that many of the men are impotent, you know, um, and they're impotent a lot, yeah. you no. know. Um, yes. because, because, and, and this also happens for females where they lose their sex drive related to dieting. Heck yeah. Um, the exact opposite is true when you're eating enough and you're doing something like a hypertrophy cycle. And that was the interesting thing that they talked about in the, the hour between dog and wolf, right? In the hour and dog and wolf, they talked about that trader sex drive, you know, at these moments of intense, um, actually goes down because it's like a, your cat just did like the most <laughs> athletic thing ever. Um, She's crazy. Sweetie Pie, it, She when she hears you talk, every time we do a podcast or a coaching call, she's like batshit crazy. Um, so anyway. You are radicals. Gotcha. So, so to end what I'm talking about, okay? A lot of people training, right? L let's just use CrossFit as an example. And let's say that you're CrossFitting for six or seven years and you've kind of been getting nowhere, right? You have to mix it up, right? And so a lot of times people will add things to their CrossFit, but, you know, they add skill work or they do do an ad program. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, if that gets you to where you need to go, then great. You know? Um, and oh, by the way, you know, you should be really happy in the moments where you're just fucking around. Right? Because, right. like, that intense focus on results not only is exhausting, it actually works against your basic physiology. Right? You have to allow every good program allows for deload. And I think the longer right. that you can deload and sort of stay in kind of a similar spot, the better you are, you know, when you come back at it and you can hit it hard, right? Like if you look right. at the, the system that, that Mike has, you can really only do it for like eight weeks. You know, it will crush right. you if you continue doing right. this, you know. And it's, you're supposed to take a break between that first section and the next section. Yeah. That first four weeks. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at something like Bulgarian split squats and stuff like that, these things, mm -hmm. you know, these are not programs for average people, you know? No. These, these, these are meant to break eggs. These are meant to break. crush people, you know? Yes. And so it's this... What did he tell me yesterday? He said, this is for... I mean, these are for people who embrace pain, literally. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's, you know, it's always harder... And never smarter, right? And smarter sometimes is, you know, taking a break 
from the level of intensity that you would like to operate at so you can actually see some results. So that's what I was talking about. You can actually get your newbie gains right now. You get, you actually can get newbie gains doing Mike's program, right? Oh, if yes. you're like me, yes. if you're like me, right, you know, you're in the first couple weeks and you've probably only just started to figure out the workouts, right? Exactly. And that's another piece of it is taking, it's, it's kind of cool to have to take the time you know, we go to CrossFit, we're used to, or whatever your normal training is, if you just kind of going along with your normal routine, this forces you, it challenges you to figure out, you know, how to do these new movements and that kind of stuff, which is real. And I mean, tempo, not just doing the movements, there's tempos that change. Guaranteed, I will end up going to some form of CrossFit programming once I'm out of this programming. Because CrossFit is great for GPP, right? It's great for general physical preparedness. But when we're talking about hypertrophy programming, every CrossFit Games athlete has it programmed in, right? They can work out much longer than you can. So you've got to be much smarter with how you train. And so I see a lot of people that are like, I can't understand why I didn't put on five pounds of muscle. It's like, well, let me just take a look at your steps. And running marathons, you know, 23,000 steps a day. There's no bodybuilder on the planet. I mean, they're scared to walk up steps, right? <laughs> because yeah. it's going gonna, it's oh, gonna to yeah. kill their gains. And meanwhile, you think that you're supposed to be gaining muscle. I mean, they have every advantage they possibly can. And they're still, you know, they're still difficult putting on muscle. Right. If you yeah. think that you have something figured out that they don't, you're wrong. Now you do have some advantages that they don't have. You don't have as much muscle, right? Now they have some advantages that you don't have. It's called steroids, right? I mean, so, so, you know, we have to be realistic about what our goals are as it relates to all these different things. I mean, one thing we'll end on this note. One of the things that's really cool. Okay. So I I started lifetime recently to do this program. And um, when I was Lifetime, it was probably 10, 15 years ago before, you know, like one of my phases of, hey, maybe I should try this whole fitness thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, at that point, it was basically a sea of treadmills um, and ellipticals. Now, it's probably three quarters of weight machines, lifting machines, and body weight. Um, Yeah. That's a huge improvement. But the most interesting thing is, is that Brett Contreras is doing mad work. Okay. Brett Contreras has changed the world. If you don't know Brett Contreras, Brett is the glute guy. He's the booty man. He's the booty man. He's the booty brother. And, and so, um, it's shocking how many people are doing hip thrusters. Cause frankly, I think yeah. hip thrusters are sort of a difficult exercise right you've got you know i mean i do see a lot of people that are doing hip hip thrusters at really low weights you know yeah like i saw a guy doing a hip thruster at you know 95 pounds it's like you might might need i mean did you help no you know it's so funny because like you know at lifetime everybody's got got earphones on nobody talks yeah 
you know? So yeah. I'm naturally like, I'm a CrossFitter, you know? So yeah. I, I'm talking to people. I'm talking to the towel gal. I'm talking to the trainers. Um, I know. Same. And, and just all these different things. Man, every single time I'm doing a podcast. I didn't want to say it. The phone rings. And then who is it? It's my wife. You're kidding it's my, it's it's my wife. wife. She knows. I told her. I told her before she left for the gym. I'm doing a podcast. You know. Um, so Brett Contreras doing mad work. Three quarters of the gym. I'm just gonna tell you right now, man. There's a lot of jack people. You know, I have mad respect for you know all these people that are going in there and doing these good routines. And I'm just telling oh, you, yeah. that is way different than it was 10 to 15 years ago. And my daughter mentioned this recently. You know, because she's interested in lifting weights and she, you know, she played with CrossFit for a little bit, but wasn't a real good fit for her. But she talks about why she's interested in lifting weights. And look, every Instagram model out there is lifting weights. Every, every fitness person out there isn't really preaching cardio the way that they used to. And so I think that that's a super, super positive. But um, anyway, this walks you through A to Z. Eat to perform, right? Now, yeah. does it does it fill you in on every little scientific thing and, and do, you know, um, am I going to get you 87 citations and peer-reviewed? No. If you want to do that, we have, a, we have a, a certification course for Eat to Perform members, right, that, right. that want to become coaches. We, we have that. Right. And, and we have PhDs that teach that. And we've reached out to various other PhDs for modules within the course. But in terms of like this whole process and what I just described, that's what eat to perform coaches do. Right. And I get that yeah. it's a little different than the gerbil approach. Right. But it's much more effective. It's much more gratifying. And I do kind of think that a lot of people are playing with eating disorders without knowing it, you know, without oh, realizing yeah. that they're talking about an unhealthy relationship with food. And so right. one of the things that people focus on, not only do people get really good results with eat to perform, but it also changes their relationship with food. So that's a good thing. All right. We, as my wife duly pointed out, you know, the podcast went a little longer than we thought. But obviously, <laughs> it was a it was a um, very detailed topic. So yeah, it was good one. Why don't you say goodbye to everyone? Bye, everyone. Have a wonderful and safe holiday weekend. All right, you guys, and we will end on that note. Talk to you later. Bye now.